0: I'm alive! Woo! Now that's probably quite a weird intro. Um, you're probably thinking, hey, why are you saying that? I had a major surgery uh, last Wednesday, Wednesday, 27th of April, to be precise. I had ACL reconstruction, which is basically like a major knee surgery, like a knee ligament reconstructed and meniscal repair. I'm all fixed and if you've been listening to the podcast you'll know that I was very nervous about this but I've done it so yeah today we'll be talking about um that briefly but also I went to the Picasso Museum in Malaga which is a museum I've definitely wanted to go to just one of those ones that I just wanted to say yeah I've been there you know and kind of see lots of Picasso works in person and also we're talking about film photography and I got some um, film developed by Analog Wonderlands and kind of talk about that process so yeah let's do it so I was actually at the Picasso Museum two weeks ago today um it was the day the last podcast episode came out and yeah it was something I've wanted to go to like for a while since I knew we'll come to Malaga I've been to Malaga loads I grew up part of my childhood there um and I'd never been to the museum, and I'll be honest with you, I don't like Pablo Picasso at all, I think he's a misogynistic, abusive, vile man, but I still respect his work, um, despite my lack of admiration for it, Uh, but I'm glad I went, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those, like, bucket list museums, I think, that I want to go to, you know, so I've been to Tate Modern, been to the Guggenheim, been to the Louvre, you know, now I can say have been to Picasso, Museum Malaga, um, yeah, so, and also he's from Malaga, which I think is quite cool. Yeah, so, it was cool to go there, um, it wasn't that big, it didn't take that long, we were in a rush, though, because, um, we only had a few hours left till the ship left, so we kind of had to, like, find our way back, um, But no, I really liked it. I liked it a lot because it was quite like an outdoor museum. There was a beautiful, like, I don't know how to call it, like, pavilion, is it? Like, there was a big balcony and it was like open roof and, you know, you could see the sun rays coming in to the room. And yeah, it was really beautiful to see that and uh it was it was a nice museum it was quite busy as you would expect it would be because um, a lot of people were there i didn't want to have the audio tour just because i don't really want the artwork explained to me i kind of want to have that like critical distance to like look at it and interpret it as i will um well i think of the art, i thought a lot of it was crap like really boring but you know you gotta respect what he's done i guess and how he pushed art forwards although you know, he kind of did like cubist portraits. The only cubist portraits he did were for like people who who would like art dealers and stuff and like stuff like that, really dodgy stuff like that, that like was clever because it like helped improve his career, but did kind of hinder the progress of cubism, things like that. Um, there was some like what I would call like ready maids, uh uh I liked his little um there was these little paintings on I think it was like woods, but it looked a bit like cardboard. They were quite cute. Um, I don't think cute's a word you want to describe them. To be honest, the most interesting thing I saw there was at the very end, there was like this information piece about printmaking, and there was like a uh, printmaking, oh, I should know this, it's like a machine. So like when you do an etching or something, you put it in and you roll it, I don't know. And then there was all these printmaking tools and little videos and stuff like that. That was the most interesting thing. <laughs> and like i don't even know if they were his tools that were there but that was at the very end and i just took photos of it because i didn't even get a chance to stand with it because my parents like we're leaving my parents don't really like art galleries especially because of them. my dad paid for a ticket and didn't look at any of the art he literally just stayed in the foyer and then my mum like she walked around me a little and then she was like she took some photos of me for like my instagram and stuff i haven't actually used any of them but um you know I was only really into it. But I did manage to get to see all the artworks. Um, There weren't any really famous artworks that, like, I recognized. I have seen The Weeping Woman. Um, I want to see Guernica at some point. Uh, But, no, it was good to go. Um it was quite like a nice temperature and there was like a nice um we didn't buy from the gift shop because it's really expensive but before you get to the front door there are some like tourist shops and there was some like prints and stuff so I bought you little postcard prints and stuff but um the thing that I didn't like was like I think there was a lack of the gallery and like obviously they won't do this because it's like his gallery but I felt there wasn't enough mentioning of, like, the bad side of Picasso, the fact that this man was a misogynist, you know, and maybe I, because I didn't read every single bit of information, but I did read a lot of it, and, like, I just felt like people are there, like, honoring this man, and it's like, should he be honored? You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I think he was a terrible person. You know what I mean? It's, so when I was there, I was definitely quite, like, scapped cool of him and um i don't know i was just quite cynical i guess just like you know because i could see all these tourists admiring him and i was like you do know like how he treated women and like the women he was with and kind of he saw women as like objects to be like used kind of which i definitely don't agree with yeah sorry i've just had to readjust because um my leg's currently in a leg brace i can't it like in a chair because my leg can't bend a lot at the moment because it's swollen and bruised on the inside um and it's just been cut into (laughs) so I'm laying on the sofa but my I can't I don't have like a desk to put my mic on so I'm currently holding it and it's incredibly uncomfortable um but I do want to do this podcast I'm I've been really excited to get it done it's just I haven't been like comfortable in ages because like I have this leg brace on literally for six weeks like I can't shower for six weeks. I'm having washes, don't worry, but like it's not the same. <laughs> I must have been so disgusting. Um anywho, but yeah, the Picasso Museum, it was it was great to go there, but it was definitely like definitely like not my favourite museum and definitely not a museum I'd want to go to again. It's just something I'm like, hey, I've done that, but you know. Um they did mention Dora Maar. but it was very briefly. It was, it was a very small photo of her, and I just feel like I felt like the women who influenced him never really got enough credit for like how much influenced him and that always reduced to the muse and as like a female artist, as a feminist artist, it does, I was about to swear them, but it does really annoy me. Um, yeah, so it was cool though and it was cool watching people interact with the art and I did think a lot of it is really crap. The only stuff I really liked was like the etchings because I know they take like a lot of skill and I know people were, like, art doesn't need skill and all that sort of stuff but I do think I respect art more the more skill is involved in it you know and that's just my personal opinion but I know some people will be like they like more minimalist stuff where it's like a dot in the middle of the page and that just says so much more I just think that stuff's kind of boring but that's my opinion yeah anywho next section on so I got my um, film back from Analog One Lands. I had two rolls of film developed. I had Ektar and I had, um, I believe it's Ilford Delta. It's the type of film where it's black and white film, but it has to go through colour processing, which I didn't know when I bought it, but I actually really liked it. I got some really nice, really like smooth images back. Um, I've done some editing in Photoshop, uh, one of them is on my Instagram, and some are on my website, and most of them are from, like, uni, some are from Comic-Con, didn't get many good photos from that, uh, things like that. And, um, the Ectile ones are all from a car show, I shot them at ISO 400 instead of ISO 100, so they're all a bit dark and a bit bluey, but I think some of them still look good, so I'll use some of them, the others I just won't bother with, but good experience, um, I hate anything to do with the post office i hate packaging stuff i hate returning stuff so like it's not a process i enjoy but in my current state i can't develop film um my cast not my cast not in the cast my brace can't get wet if it does and i especially cannot get chemicals on it you know and i can't really stand for long periods of time i can't walk without crutches so developing my own film at the moment just isn't feasible so um, I've got quite a lot of film I need to send to the lab. Um, all of it's Ilford HP5 apart from I've got a roll of Fuji Color and I have a roll of Kodak Gold, um, which I'm pretty excited about. The Kodak Gold actually did manage to work out how to change the ISO or on my camera, it's ASA on my camera to 200. So I'm um, really, really, really excited to see those images. Um, That was the last roll of film I finished. Um, In hospital, I did start shooting a roll of film, but I was too focused really on my surgery and less focused on the art. And I don't ever want to force it and be like, oh, I must take photos for the sake of taking photos. And like, for me, it's got to be something I'm in the mood to do, you know? Um, But I did take a few um, before my surgery and... Uh, i will take a few in my recovery so i'll have a roll of film you know just kind of documenting what i'm going through at the moment uh yeah so that's what i'm doing now um i have a few other films i want to buy the film in my camera right now it's like ilford hp5 but i think it's slightly expensive one i think it's like ilford hp5 delta i don't even know i'll get the name and put it in the description. <laughs> but yeah so it's a film photography, it's the calendar, I'm looking at medium format, because I really want to get into that, it's just, they're all really expensive, <sighs> money, but yeah, anywho, next section, okay, so next section, I did want to kind of tell you what happened in my knee surgery, just because, you know, I, I know, I like being open here, and, um, it's relevant to my art and my life because it's massively affected my life and I think it's a bit interesting because you know I'm kind of hinting you know the fact that I'm in a brace and stuff I won't go on about it for ages um but it massively affects my art and I'll go on to how it's like how uni's going and stuff and how it's affected that which is massive um so yeah last Wednesday um I had ACL surgery, um, reconstruction, which basically means my anterior cruciate ligament. I completely ripped it apart. Um, that sounds like I did intentionally, like unintentionally in January in dodgeball tournament. Um, and it's a major injury. It's like a devastating injury. Like any athlete, if you say to anyone ACL, but especially an athlete, or I'm not an athlete, but you know, someone that does sport, it's 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 really horrible to hear to be honest um and then I also tore my medial meniscus so they sewed that back together so um they made a new ACL out of my hamstring so they cut some of my hamstring out and they made an, an ACL graft and they drilled holes in my knee and then they put screws in place and like they made a new ACL um I had I've been through a lot since the last time we spoke and like It's really traumatizing, to be honest. It's really, like, I've been really tough. I have. I didn't cry in the day of the surgery. I had tears in my eyes when I was in the anesthesia room. But, like, surgery is never something I thought I would have. So being 19 and having had a major surgery, it's a lot to go through. And it's not only the physical trauma, it's the mental trauma of, you know, some of the things I had to go through. And I had a spinal anesthesia, uh, which means I had an anesthetic block injected in my spine through a tube and it's that sort of stuff that's like the stuff of like bloody nightmares. My dad came in with me because I was really anxious and um they were really good. They let my dad come in with me and that scarred my dad. You know, hadn't seen me being injected um in uh it was so weird though because my legs from like my stomach below I couldn't move them or feel anything and I like literally they were picking up my leg and putting iodine in it on it which is to clean it and I couldn't feel it um but in the surgery I was sedated so I was like falling asleep in and out but I was awake I was conscious I was quite aware of what was going on um I don't know why because I thought sedation would really make me unaware but I I the one of the best things about it in the anesthesia room they gave me headphones They said Do you want headphones they knew how nervous I was and they said what do you want to listen to and i was like what you have and they said anything on spotify so i said billy eilish so i got to listen to billy eilish um in like the second half of the anesthesia room once i had had the spinal anesthesia and um you know the thing on my hand that was like putting in sedation and stuff he was injecting me um yeah and then they were injecting all over my leg I had countless needles in me (laughs) um because they were putting as much anesthesia in the leg as possible and blocking as many of the nerves because it's a lot of trauma my leg went through um but yeah so that was that um then my dad had to leave and I had tears in my eyes I remember when I was lying on the I was lying on the hospital beds and I had tears in my eyes just because like I was so scared and I can see there's about six people in the room and they're all p- attaching machines to you and you know just manhandling you and you're so scared because you know you're about to go in a room and something could go wrong and you know you know you're going to be in a lot of pain and you know I was so scared about stop the um anesthesia because I was going to have general anesthetic but the doctor said to me that's very uncommon for sort of surgery you're going to feel really ill the pain in your leg will be agonizing if you have general anesthetic you know I just said I don't have spinal anesthetic but I changed my mind once he said that I was like I want to be in less pain and you know it's just a lot more safer that than the general anywho so i'm in the surgery though so i'm in the surgery and i'm kind of awake and i take my headphones off a few times just kind of gauge what's going on i'm a bit curious you know um they had like a sheet over me so i couldn't see any of the surgery so i had this like blue hospital sheet over me like a little canopy And one of the weirdest, creepiest, scariest things I heard—I had my headphones off and I heard them go right. Let's like give me the drill. And then I saw the blanket shaking in front of me, so I knew at that moment they were drilling into my bone. And like, I was just like, I can't feel it. And it's that it's in those moments you realize how strong you are and how brave you are and how amazed you are about what you can do if you like put your mind to it and. I'm really, really proud of myself and I just wanted to share that and just um I don't know. I'm really proud of myself because it's been the toughest thing I've ever gone through. Um, you know, and the surgery is about an hour and a half long. I fell asleep a few times, um, you know, and I heard them say, like, here's the ruptured ACL, and there were students in there learning from my knee surgery. And um, hopefully I get to see the images they took. because it was keyhole surgery. So there's a camera in me. But um, the most painful thing was definitely when the anesthesia wore off. And the next couple of days, I was literally at home. I haven't left the house since the surgery. Um, I've gone on one walk, but I haven't left the house. Um, I'm pretty much housebound. The toughest days are definitely like the two or three days after the surgery. That Those days are like the hardest days of my life. Because like, you know... I remember, like, I was lying on the sofa just crying to my mum, being like, "I'm trying to sleep, you know, trying to sleep and have a nap and recover, and I'm in so much pain, I can't sleep." And, you know, I I'm on lots of painkillers. Don't worry about the pain. I'm, you know, I've had morphine, codeine, I'm on so I've at one point I was on like five different medications at once, and that has created side effects. But as you can imagine, going through all of this has massively affected my work. I haven't been able to make art in quite a long time. Uh, just because I'm really... Like, I'm not well at the moment. My knee is not well. The surgery went really well. It did. Um, I'm having my bandages off tomorrow. But, like, I'm looking down my knee now, and I can see the steri strips. I can see bits of plaster, and there's all blood on it. Like, And it's just, like... And I can still see the writing on my leg, which the doctors wrote on, like, the markings they put on my leg. And it's just a massive loss of your autonomy like and freedom like my mum's had to help me get dressed she's had to help me get washed she's had to help me get in and out of beds you know help me up the stairs help me go to the toilet like the straight after the surgery like I went to the toilet and because there's no feeling down there you can't tell if you're going to the toilet it's the it was honestly the weirdest thing I was like am I am I on the, am I on the toilet I don't I can't tell um, but I'm really proud of myself for the fact I've done it and it's done now. The hardest thing's done. And I've done nearly it's five days now since the surgery. And I'm super grateful that the surgery went well. And I literally didn't eat from 10.30 the night before. And the next time I ate it was like quarter to, like four o'clock the next day. Cause my surgery was postponed in the day and I didn't drink from seven AM. It was so difficult and I was so hungry. But the hostel was in Oswestry, they're a really world renowned hospital um, for this type of surgery. So I knew I was in good hands and they treated me really well. And, you know, I'm just thinking every minute, I'm a minute closer to recovery and I'm closer to having this brace off. And, you know, it's six weeks of crutches, six weeks of having this leg brace on. But once that's done, I will be able to walk again and I can finally start thinking about doing sport. The sport, though, will be like in nine months, probably. Um, but, you know, I'll be able to walk on the treadmill. I'll be able to hopefully do just something more active and not have to say, oh, I've got a bad knee. You know, I just i don't want that anymore and i'm so glad that i'm closer to that every minute so sorry for going on about this but as you can tell i've really been through a lot with it and it's been incredibly traumatic not only for me but my family like them having to see me as weak as i was it took me seven minutes to get out the car into the toilet at home because i was so weak like they didn't think i should be in that out because i was so physically unwell um but yeah, so in the next section, we'll talk kind of what now, what's happening with our uni, all that, and how the surgery has affected that. Because it's affected it a lot. Anyway, bye. So um, what now? Um, I have extenuated circumstances to uni, so my deadline's in July. So I have plenty of time. I'm not even thinking of uni at the moment. Um, there was a group show that I missed. Um, I was part of it. Um, my work is in it but I never got to go to anything to do that and that really hurt it really did um seeing everything on the social media and on the whatsapp and everything and just knowing that like while they were signing up the exhibition I was in hospital you know having surgery and crying on the sofa because my leg was in agony it's it's those sort of stuff that's really difficult but I know this made me so much stronger and I really am very like the. Fa- I have screws in my knee. I've had my knee drilled into. There's not much I can't do. <laughs> I've had spinal anesthesia, you know, and a leg brace and chronic pain since the surgery. There's very little amount of times I'm not in pain, um, and I barely complain about it, and that's strength. And um, you know, so now with my art I'm really just recovering Um, I'm trying to kind of Google cameras and stuff and you know you know buy film and send my film to the lab I'm going to do that and I've been doing some courses on Skillshare my sister signed me up for some courses Um, but really it's just resting and recovering and not rushing and not you know it's loads of physio also and I'm walking around a lot. I want to make this clear. I can walk. I can't walk without a crutch. I can't walk with one crutch. I can't... My knee can move maybe two centimetres up and two centimetres down. Like, very limited movement. But we'll get better. And hopefully when I'm recording this episode in two weeks' time, hopefully I've got better news too. And hopefully my knee is okay. Um, Yeah, but yeah that's that and um i hope soon i'll be well enough to be able to actually do some painting i want to oil paint and stuff i can't do that downstairs in my house though because my family don't want me to ruin the house or for it to smell stuff like that and it's it's just very painful it's mentally and physically but we've got this Woo! thank you everyone so much for listening um yeah i'm literally recording this at three fifty three. Uh, no, it's released at five, and it's the day of the release. So I've got like under an hour to edit, but whatever. It's not like I'm going anywhere. Um, so today we spoke about Pablo Picasso Museum, in Malaga, film I got developed, and my knee surgery. Um, yeah, uh, I hope this episode has been good in some way. Uh, sorry if it's been a little depressing, but that's just kind of what I'm going through at the moment. Um, but, yeah, I still record the episode. I told you I wouldn't not record the episode despite what's happened. Um, there's really no excuse for not recording an episode. You know, I'm on the sofa. It's not like I'm that busy. Um, yeah, um, I'm going to edit now and then put some ice on my knee and do some more physio. And I hope next time we speak, I will be a lot better physically and mentally. <laughs> um Yeah, it's just every day is quite hard and every day is a struggle at the moment, but we've got this and I'm really excited for the future and very positive about what this surgery has given me, given me the freedom to have the choice now. I can choose now to do sport. Before the surgery, I had no choice. I knew I couldn't do sport because my knee was not strong enough now I know if I do the physio and I have the right attitude about it and I do everything they tell me to and I look after it and I elevate it and ice it and rest it and you know eat healthy and do everything I need to do I can do sport again and I can be active again and you know run again and just be an artist in terms of you know be able to bend down and pick things up and be physical and be what I want which is full of life you know not someone that's like oh I can't because my knee and things like that I don't want that so yeah and I hope you're all well and thanks so much for listening and yeah my family being amazing looking after me I have very good family around me and I have friends who are in contact with me and that's all you really need really but I have me and I'm strong so you got this Anyway, thanks so much for listening. Stay well, stay cool, and stay awesome. Well. <laughs>